When you're searching for the best prices on tickets to sports, concerts, or live shows, you've got to download the GameTime app. Whether you're planning the perfect night out or looking for something fun at the last minute, GameTime has you covered with deals up to 60% off. Forgot to plan ahead? No worries. GameTime has incredible last-minute ticket deals that get better as the event gets closer. Simply download the app to see a curated ticket list, including GameTime exclusive flash deals and zone deals that let you choose your section and pay less when GameTime selects your specific seats. With top-notch customer service and the lowest price guaranteed, there's a reason GameTime is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the world. Finding amazing deals for the best seats has never been easier. Score last-minute tickets for up to 60% off today. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code POD20 for $20 off your first purchase. That's code POD20 for $20 off. For the best ticket deals on sports, concerts, or live shows, download GameTime now. Terms apply. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. Richard Hobbs here for this week's show, and with me we've got the Away Boys. <laughs> Which I oh, feel like... no, no, this is, no. is going to be a thing now. Hashtag Away Boys. Yeah, just every time, just get a photo of the two of you. Because well, you don't travel together, no, do you? Mate, I think we didn't yeah, can't no. half make that clear. I guess we did say I did say last night because you don't want to do it yet last night, and I was. I think, come on, let's do a selfie because my selfie <laughs> camera's broke. And I went, look, oh, it's all blurred. He went, okay, I'll do. And then sent it to me, it was straight on there. Yeah. What was the other hashtag you tried to get going last night? Me? Yeah, you said, you mentioned someone, or was it Barrett? Someone mentioned a hashtag that we could start using. Oh, God. I must have been zoned out. Hashtag, hashtag away, boys. We're talking about hashtags within minutes <laughs> yeah. of the start. Yeah. Some of the last two games. So, uh, hello. I was going to say, <laughs> Stu and Alex, we've got with us today after our back to back away games. Hello. Hey. How are you both feeling after trips to Reading and Ipswich, then? God knows how many miles you've clocked up. Not good. Drained. Yeah. Yeah. sleep. It's, it's a good job, Walsh, in such great form, but at least for losing streaks over for now. Yeah. For now. The, uh, <laughs> that's the only positive yeah that's the only that positive the only we've positive. got like I, I flip, we can flick through notes but the fact we haven't lost in five weeks is it one point eight of 21 yeah take it take it that's all I'm saying before we get on to both Reading and Ipswich firstly news and I think the most not almost least surprising one of the week is um, super agent Jorge Mendes earning a cool 1.3 million from the Helga Costa deal. It's nice work if you can get it. Eh? He gets an all right life, I reckon. You know how much money he spends on Brill Creek now? Yeah, he's gonna, so he's gonna be <laughs> yeah. subsidized somehow. But now um, he's hey, it's easy. taxable for him, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he claims it back on expenses. Yeah, I genuinely think he'll claim back proving products as a business expense at this point. Well, it'll be image rights and all that stuff, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's good, it's, good work if you can get it. Yeah. And he does what he does and he gets paid well for it. And 
Helder Costa wouldn't be here without him. So well, exactly. fair play. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost a bit odd because Wolves have been kind of immune to this kind of big agent culture, I guess, for large amounts of well, large amounts of time that we know of. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they usually do release the agent fees, and Wolves don't seem to be noticeably quite high up. It might be because we don't do lots of wheeler dealing, if you know what I mean. In the same way, I don't know, let's say, Tottenham to Harry Redknapp, where the agent fees were quite high. And we buy rubbish most of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they, don't, they don't tend to have yeah. representatives to pay. <laughs> like their nan or something yeah. comes in. Just, <laughs> just Jim, who used to be a lawyer. Pairing lavender drops. Yeah. Kevin um, Dorn never had an agent, did he? Didn't he? No, I, I know think. Robbie Keane didn't either. Probably an Irish thing. Yeah. Well, they can't afford agents. They just don't like them. Don't like them. <laughs> just get the dad. Just get the mums to do it. Well, the, Doherty as well. You can't think of when his agents been mentioned. There might, there might be something in there. Mm. Mm. Some of them have sort of PR management teams yeah, like that the, essentially do it now, I guess. Yeah, like they, they do have a lot of family stuff, though, like the brothers and things like that. Yeah. Um, Jobs for the boys, isn't it? Yeah. Point. Kelsey yeah. Club. Yeah. <laughs> Again, another hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cameron Borfoot Jackson. Lambert came out, I think it was yesterday, essentially saying he's not good enough to be in the team. He claimed he was training well but not well enough to force his way into the squad. He's not playing for the development team at the moment. They're pretty much doing he's pretty much half his time at Wolves and the other half at Carrington and playing for the Man United under-23s. <laughs> when you say that, it sounds a bit ludicrous. And we can't really judge, I guess, a lot of it because he hasn't played in so long. But do you guys think he's being somewhat unfairly treated considering the current levels of left-back we've got at the club? I think, talent-wise, he's probably one of the best players at the club. Mm. Attitude-wise, it's it's the complete opposite. Um, I think in the last two performance, two or three performances when he was here, whoever that was against and when it was, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was just strolling around like he was pissed. And obviously mm. he wasn't pissed, but he's just like, well, I'm too good for this place. Yeah. There so, was a, I mean, even at, I remember when I was sort of watching him play at Man U last season, he did have an air of someone who was incredibly laid back. Yeah. Or so on the pitch, it sort of nothing really phased him. I was going to say, almost in a way, someone like Mesut Ozil. He just never looked bothered, I guess. And that must kind of give out a very bad impression a lot of the time, especially when your team's not doing well. Yeah, I mean, you can stroll around the pitch all you want if you. If you've got, mm-hmm. yeah. if you still do the basics, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to be shouting and screaming at people. You can just kind of soiree around. Yeah. But he didn't do anything. He was <laughs> he was letting his mark. He's the, the mm-hmm. guys he was marking. He's just letting them run past him. And he obviously had the talent because he, he did when he came into the team and he had, he had he was man of the match. I'm sure he was at least once. I think it's his first game. I remember his against first game. Burton. I think it was. He had a really solid game apart and from away at Newcastle as well. He, Fantastic, one of the best mm. players on the pitch. Yeah. And I think his last game was Blackburn, where we draw one one, and he was against yeah. Ben Marshall, funnily enough. But it's very strange that he, I suppose he has been sort of harshly treated. But when you don't know what the ins and outs are, and what's going on behind the scenes, so yeah, it's a strange one. But we're sort of having a similar situation with Aaron Simpson at the end of twenty three. Yeah. He's on loan at Portsmouth. He's not getting even on the bench, and now he's playing for Aaron's twenty three. So it is somewhat of. 
the difficult ones with loans. And if they can't break into a team, there's almost no point in being here. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, they've got to look at it next year. If, if this thing is happening more than... I mean, we can't be the only club having, having this. Yeah. We're, we're we, bringing them back for development team. They've just got to tighten this loan thing up. If they're not playing, just recall them. Yeah, and like, I, I you know, I've, I've not got anything against Borthwick Jackson. I mean, I've seen him play a couple of times for Wolves. He's been solid, if not amazing, and he's probably a half-decent championship player. But if we're not going to play him, I'd rather we just get get him off the books and we can actually mm. try and push someone through from uh, the development squad a bit more. I mean, when we had Des Landers come through last season, yeah. uh, sort of the season before, he was quite inspiring. You think, okay, he's got something about him. And then Zenga came in, sort of our banished all the youth team players. And then, obviously, we've had Cameron Borthwick-Jackson there since the start of the season, sort of that third, third choice left back as a, as it, as it is. Mm. But... I think Lambert just didn't really like the sort of idea of loan players. Like when he came in, he sort of got rid of Elder John. Didn't want Texier. Oh no, John. Sad. But <laughs> <laughs> like he sort of got rid of Texier, Elder John, and then he sort of like banished Cameron Borfield Jackson. So I sort of, sort of had that inkling that he just wanted his players here, not the yeah. loan players. So and I think maybe he's got something to do. There's with that. always a level of uncertainty, and I couldn't imagine Borfield Jackson. Wouldn't be here next season, almost yeah. whatever. I guess. I mean, it's something bad if George Savile is getting yeah. ahead <laughs> yeah. of you in your position, and it's not his position. So, yeah, very bizarre. More on that later. Are we going to go for? Um, oh no. <laughs> only a really bit of major news we'll discuss is an article that came out today about Jed Wallace, who, as I'm sure you're all aware, is on loan at Millwall for a second stint. He doesn't seem to be too happy with the Wolves management staff at the moment, is it safe to say? He's thrown his toys out the pram again, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he came back last year at Burnley, got injured again. He'd done all right. This season, he did have a pre-season, did he? And he, he never really stepped up from his Portsmouth days. He's gone he... alone. Why don't we just shut his mouth, perform, yeah. and he'll get noticed. There's no point saying, oh no, there's no Wolves, Wolves scouts watching my every move, watching me have a shit of a morning. Yeah, they're not. They're not talking, but you know, there's no one giving me regular contact. And I'm not. The phrase I didn't like was, "There's I'm not particularly bothered about calling them evil or something like that." Yeah, I mean, who cares? He's on loan. Why would the, football, Why would Wolves people, Wolves representatives, be phoning? Oh, well done. Yeah, he's 23 years old. He's not a child. Yeah, like surely, I, there's obviously sort of some level of need for yeah. like the communication with a club and a player out on loan, but. Concentrate on your football. You even been how long People, has he been there? About a month? Oh, it would have been about January time, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah, about two, three months. Yeah. So I mean he's obviously got a return date. So they're not gonna find him up halfway through his loan when he's not gonna be back saying, Oh yeah, you're doing well. Well it's what's not. the point? It's just gonna disrupt him. And it's it's no benefit to him or us. No. It, you need to grow up. It seemed a very odd I don't know, like a very odd need for a Press release, like it was a very odd interview by the sounds of it mm. for me. Um, and he's very much at his level, I think, at League One, and he's been given more than enough opportunities at this level this season. Again, I've got nothing against him, but he's at he's not. There were good times when he, he did shine, I think, like Blues away, I thought he was fantastic. Mm. Burnley away last season, he was fantastic before he got injured, but like you say, he'd never sort of made that step up, like similar with Nathan Byrne, like. Mm. Everybody was sort of yeah. 
but you know, give him a chance. He's not really getting his chances. But when he was given his chances, he wasn't taking them. He wasn't taking them, was he? Yeah, I think. So I think we've sort of got that. I mean, if we do get relegated, I think Joe Wallace could do a job for us. But if we if we stay up, then he's and we do keep Ka- Costa and Cavalero. I don't think he's a big loss, really. No, I think that's a fair point. I think it's a, a kind of a consequence of signing players like him from lower leagues when mm-hmm. you're taking a risk on them. It's not always going to work, but if it doesn't work, you don't start shaking your mouth off because what chances he got yeah. now coming back? Even if we, even if the worst burnt, happens, yeah. he's not going to be welcomed back with open arms now. No, it's very much kind of seems like he was, he's burning bridges and. Getting a move away yeah, deliberately. I think for newspaper put a bit of a slant on being yeah. these foreign signings coming in. But well that's it is I don't think he potentially get the team above Marshall now, whether that's because Marshall's a Lambert lad. Mm. I, I think that's, that's gonna be a phrase we're gonna get to. I, I think the irony is as well. I mean if he was performing high at a very high level at League One, we'd probably be scouting him anyway if it wasn't ours. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing with Ivan Landon as well. I mean, if it wasn't our player and he's playing as well as he is, we'd probably be scouting him anyway, looking mm. to sign him and taking that risk. So. Yeah. And he's not been moaning and crying exactly. about it, has he? And neither no. has James Henry, who's not going to be back here. Yeah. He's, he's not saying, oh, Wolves are not watching me and all this stuff. He's just got, got his head down a bolt, and they seem to like him quite well. Mm. Um, but with Ivan Sandel, he'll be back next year. He'll be in the starting line of hopefully, playing the way he has been, and regardless of what league we're in. And he's just done the right thing. Mm. He's kept his head down, played well for Sheffield United. Kept his mouth shut. And he's got a string of performances under his game. He's probably developed as a player and a person for that experience, you'd say, because he might not have had that safety net as the club's car go running back to, like, Borthwick Jackson, in a way. And actually, no, you're there. You're staying there until your job's done. And then you can come back here. And yeah. I mean, I, I know with Ebanks Landell saying that, he came back for a week under Lambert, didn't he? And just to be assessed. Yeah. Um, but by the sounds of it, that was to essentially say, keep at what you're doing, go mm. off, get the football and deep out and we'll assess it again. Because he got a new contract in that time period, lest we forget. Exactly. Bet. So he's obviously, the, they see his future here. So the, why not keep him out on loan when we've got yeah. other players in that role anyway? But the thing is, we've got to be worried about now. If, if Sheffield United do go up, which is looking quite likely, and he's a, definitely a fan's favourite, they've got chance for him and everything. If they get a bit of money behind him and then he likes it there, he'll want to stay there, wouldn't he? Which we've got to be a bit cautious. Well, he'd be on a three and a half year deal anyway, wouldn't he? Yeah, I was going to say, we'd we'd get a fair whack for him. You'd be still looking for about, what, a million? I think you'd be looking at more, I think about two, three, something Mm. like that. For someone of his age, English, up there for player of the year. Mm. Not for them, just in the league team of the year. Yeah. Well, he, he um, sort of dropped off the last couple of games. I've been um, listening to that Wolves Academy. It used to be Confidence Stars when he does his loan reports. And he's only been getting like substitute appearances like the last sort of five, ten mm. games. So maybe that might be the sort of thing what we should be doing with Stephen, which we have to like, sort of phase it. Phase it now. Because I mean, bit. obviously, so, I mean, in terms of Ebanks Landell, Sheffield United don't want to be in a position where. They've relied on someone who's done very well. Mm. And, I mean, they're not top of the league, are they, as far as I'm aware. They're sort of pushing playoffs. But they don't want to be in a situation where they're relying on this loan signing who they can't get next season. And they're trying to fill a big void. So maybe they're trying to experiment with different things then, just to kind of cover themselves. I know they've got a bit of a niggle as well, so that it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that would make sense from their point of view as well. 
Mm. And but again, he's been on the bench. He's not saying, "Oh, can I come back, please?" Yeah. He's just got his head down and done his job. Yeah. No, I think there, there's a a lot of short termism in football, I guess, for for players, and they think that if they don't play for two months, three months, it's the end of the world for them, forgetting that they've got a fifteen-year playing career. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It it, it yeah. it's daft and. It probably brings us quite nicely on to a Reading game, but someone like Roman Sais has had to wait his time to get back in the team for one reason or another. But the last two games, I think, have shown why he's probably going to have to play every game until the end of the season. He's just shown what a moron Lambert is. For He's been there the whole time. Yeah. And yeah, we, we've got to cope with him for three weeks. Is it, is it like on a bit of a classic rom-com where the man... <laughs> <laughs> you know you can see where I'm going yeah. with this guy, yeah. just he's noticed the, the girl all along yeah the guy the girl right next to him they've been yeah. they've been acquaintances for years yeah. and then they, they suddenly catch all his over, yeah. over cappuccino on a, on a cold winter's and, day yeah I mean they flirted with it before says it something so. came up <laughs> says it ain't so yeah. there's the title I was going to say I was worrying before and we wouldn't have one like she, she fell for somebody else in, in terms he yeah. went to the African Cup of Nations so he sort of like yeah. with each other and, uh... like he fell for Lee Evans but Lee Evans messed him about <laughs> so at the weekend <laughs> we Wolves lost 2-1 to Reading uh, with Jan Kermagant scoring just after half-time with probably one of the... It was one of those goals where you're only going to concede it if you're in a relegation dogfight. Two minutes later, Wolves responded fantastically by uh, Ben Marshall getting his first goal for the club. And then we did the classic Wolves thing of giving away a silly free kick by Sace and Paul McShane, former Albion man, netting the winner. I, I was at the game, as I know you two were. It was a genuinely hard one to take at the end of the game because for a 20-minute period in that second half, basically from... Actually, it was more like half an hour. Basically, from their goal, first goal, to their second goal, Wolves played really well. Yeah, we were the better team. You know, we, we had other chances... Um, Cody had an excellent chance sort of driving through on a one-on-one situation. We were creating chances, we were creating the space, but we couldn't find that killer goal. It was it was one of them where first half was just a just a non event game. Yeah. And second it did seem like for a change, they thought, oh no, we can't lose again. And they actually pulled the finger out of their arse and tried and it it was. It was a great response straight away. Mm. And then we were the better team. We should have. We should have won that game. Let alone draw, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's the same old, same old. Eight. We've got no strikers. Yeah, I think that that's it in a nutshell. I think Dicko didn't really have a sniff. He worked. He worked hard for the team. You can almost insert this from last week's show. Did he? Didn't really have a chance. There was one in the second half where he got played through, but it was based on a shot on the byline. If, if Wolves had a genuine striker, you do wonder where we'd be in this league table. No, even someone like Danny Graham. Yeah. Even if we had look some... at him, it, look, like, no, he, he's a perfect example. Well, he's he's not about gonna... eight or nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blackburn, so. I mean, and it's, it's just ironic at the start of the season we were banishing the likes of Chris, Chris Wood and um, 
was yeah. there Martin from Fulham as well but there wasn't good enough no, and bone lumps bone yeah. lumps we don't want them they're not good enough and then what Chris would have done about what, 21, 22 goals this season he's top goal scorer in it yeah. isn't he? Martin's got about what, 15 for Fulham as well and we, we were just like, yeah they're not good enough We've, I can understand where we're coming from we need to aim higher but at the end of the day we they're, need champion, to aim right. they're well, championship quality strikers and we're mm. a championship team so it, it's just quite ironic really I was going to say with the team that played against Reading after the Birmingham game Fans were demanding and calling for Lambert to make essentially wholesale changes, which were fairly warranted. Specifically Sace to come in. Specifically Sace and some others in the back line. Is it safe to say they weren't the changes we were expecting? (laughs) Bearing in mind, the back back four against um, Reading was Iortha, who hasn't played in six weeks. And he played really well, I thought. Yeah, Yeah, I thought he had a great game. Williamson, who hasn't played since Stoke. since Stoke, who, again, had a good game apart from the sendings off, which I don't... Yeah, I mean, it It was two very much defenders' fouls. He just checked them off. He didn't need to do the second one, but that was frustrating. Hawes came back in after his ban, I guess would be the right word for it, who I think... Everyone's a solid game, worked hard, and then left back. <laughs> you know, when not the thing about we will get to the. Uh, I mean, he has played there before, hasn't he? Yeah, he's in emergencies. Before, yeah. Did anyone else do the thing when you saw the lineup? And I mean, because we normally had... they do get it wrong, don't they? The yeah, they yeah sometimes. They put David like... was in that deep holding midfield. Yeah. Like, we all and know some... he's not going to play. Yeah, there. and you know that the midfield was Cody, Sace, Edwards, Marshall, Costa, and Dicko in there as well. Was anyone else going, right, well, it he, could be lined up like this. or he playing Ma- the three? The yeah, three yeah that's what is, I was doing, is Sace yeah. going, or is Iorfa playing there? And you're all just sort of hoping, saying, anywhere where Savile can't, Savile can't be playing left-back at the moment. <laughs> to be fair, he was at left-back, but he pretty much didn't really play at left-back. I mean, that shot he had about, what, towards yeah. the game? And I was like, what's he, what's he I doing I felt there? a bit sorry. I felt very sorry for him, because for the first ten minutes, he was rinsed. Where, yeah, yeah, he, he it was a yeah, and he almost didn't know. He doesn't know how to play the position, and I can't really have a pop in for playing in a position that he's not familiar yeah. with. But it's one of those where, especially at fullback, he was sort of sitting off a bit too much, trying to keep his position, so he wasn't playing anyone offside. But he was just inviting that pressure on him. As soon as it got to about half an hour park, I think he put in a bit of a big tackle or he kind of made sure he made a clearance and went through the man as well after that he just seemed a lot more reassured and he was happy to sort of pick up the ball and kind of push forward I guess a bit more I mean I don't think you can slate him for a bad game like you say it's not his natural position yeah. he doesn't play I mean, he, didn't there, have a, he didn't have an absolute merit it's not like no, he got he, sent he off like Williamson and you compare the he wasn't, two I guess he wasn't horrendous but there was a lot of times he was sort of getting caught out of position more than, more than enough but like you say you can sort of justify that really I think you might as well, like, if you'd have played Dicko there, you'd, you'd think, no, you know, it's not in yeah. position. Yeah, he's so. al- he almost gets a pass for it because yeah. Yeah. He, to get a 6 out of 10, which I, you, I'd probably give him anyway, something like that. It was as solid. It, it, it was as yeah. so solid as a player playing out of position can be. Yeah. Against a team who were in the top five. I don't think sort of, Mar- I think Marshall, again, he looked, for the first, again, half an hour, looked a bit nervous, looked a bit uncertain about where he mm. was. But then... I think again, sort of, there's a couple of points in the first half where we had the goal that was not a goal, which came from um, one of his set pieces. Which I think he sort of grew into the game. He scored a very scrappy goal, 
And pretty much since that moment, he has looked a different player. Yeah. But I just don't get it. He's a natural right-sided player. Um, but he's playing him on the left side. I, I think still he, get that. It's one of those where I think he prefers being a right footer cutting in. Yeah. But he'll happily play it right back on the opposite side. It's a bit of an odd way round of doing it. It was sort of like Foley, wasn't it? Foley was an out and net right back mm. and then he got shifted to like left wing against Blackpool on the Monday night. Yeah. And then he was pretty much a centre midfield when he was in the Premier League. I, mean, I don't well. know what his best position is. Well, it was like going back calling Jarvis. Jarvis yeah. is the right foot player on the left. I mean, Jarvis was a bit of an odd one, though, because he played almost like a left footer and he kept his width almost yeah. as a left footer would. And Pardew was more the one cutting in. And yeah, like he off, didn't do lots of, sort of, you say, cutting in and sort of narrowing the pitch, which I think was always one of the weird things about Jarvis. Um, it's why he got sort of quite a lot of assists rather than goals. Yeah. I think, well, we went to last night in a bit, but mm. he... I think in the second half, he looked like the player from his YouTube video. Yeah, he he looks like... Not the one where all misses. Yeah, and they yeah. <laughs> and not the other video. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. It was six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think Marshall seems to be either finding his fitness or form after a bit of a shaky start. Could you refer to that as Martial Law? <laughs> that was going to be the backup title. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, he, in his debut, he was fat and overweight. There's no two ways about it. He seems to have gone from being fat to bulked up yeah. and literally scoring <laughs> a goal. I don't yeah. know how. But as soon as he scored that and he was driving at players and didn't really have much of an end product, I was like, he looks like someone who, if he goes face to face with a fullback, he's going to out muscle them yeah. rather than he's not going to be able to move at all. He looks... Yeah, he does look like he's shed his skin. Because yeah. he's got a snake character. Yeah. But he's... Um, yeah, I mean, I think the other thing with Ben Marsh as well, not covering, and you'd think, well, someone who can play at the back, he was you'd, a bit strange. Be, yeah. Um, well, they didn't seem to have a solid working relationship, I guess. And But I think that the big, big thing, again, was Williamson, because... Everyone knew what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah, I mean, first half when we were a bit under the cosh, you could just see him talking his way through almost the entire team. I think that's why Iorfa and House had such a good games again. Same as at Stoke. Um, With him in between them, like I said many, many times with the under 21s, when you've got someone who's got a brain between them, in between the two players. They've, they know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm. Not like jumping all over the place like last night. They've got someone talking to them, telling them what to do. You, know, you had Cody in front of him through the second half. was a superb, yeah. I thought. Um, Sace, just class. I was going to say, I'm almost happy just, should we just go straight to Sace and just <laughs> like, oh, just an absolute joy. He just makes those little passes so easily, doesn't it? Like, it's yeah. so effortless. Like, he'll just ping a pass. It's like little sort of flicks he does as well and, one part I kind of really enjoyed was we got a free kick on pretty much the centre circle. He had Williamson about 20 yards to his right, but Jan Kermagant was in the middle. Normally, if Wolves were in that position, they panic, look around and just hoof the ball, probably to the winger on the right-hand side. <laughs> Oven's gone. Um, all he did was he just clipped the ball over the top yeah. of... Kermagon and 
we had possession. And it, I love those two back, those, uh, a few yeah. back to back corners, and he was trying to back heel them. Yeah. And then the next corner, he'd do it again. He did, yeah, he yeah. did two in a row. I was like, fair. Yeah, like, fair enough. He's got balls. Yeah. 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 But again, sort of, he was doing the breaking down of play, which you expect of him. It's just so nice to see a player so disciplined, like he doesn't go forward, and mm. then essentially. If the defence needs help, we're essentially playing a back three. Yeah. With the two centre-backs and then... He just there. looks calm on the ball. Yeah. And he doesn't partic- he doesn't move the ball, let's say, as quickly as on like Price in that position. But he can open up the play a lot more. And he's happy to look for a long ball if needed and sort of try and get the ball straight out to wingers. Which I found... Yeah. Ball as well. He likes to get a tackling. I know Price yeah. does as well. But mm. to have that partnership and... We've been asking for that partnership all season under Zenga yeah. and especially under Lambert as well. And it's bizarre for, what, 36 games? And we've finally got that, that yeah. partnership. It's I mean, just, C- you know. Cody, again, he was a bit quite first half. But Cody does this thing, which I find a bit frustrating. You will get pretty much that half an hour period. And he was like a man possessed. He was charging through tackles. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really honestly, it, it's great. But he doesn't seem to ever have that aggression or that mentality to do it for a whole 90 minutes sometimes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sort of consistency. That, that, yeah. Who he played on Saturday was like when, he was a, when he was a youngster when they compared him to Gerard. Yeah, you can see the comparisons. Like, I mean, for his chance, he makes a tackle on pretty much a halfway line. The ball bounces somewhat in his favour and goes forward. But he doesn't stop running and he keeps driving with it. And it was a good shot, to be fair. It was a good save. Um, I don't think you'd ask too much more of him. He struck it well enough. Mm. And, yeah, like, I was a bit anxious to see what it'd be like in centre mid after playing so long at right back. But it seemed to work quite nicely. Yeah. It's almost like he's got more discipline from playing right back. Yeah. That he understands more of his own natural role mm. than anything else. I mean, it seems to have sort of helped potentially shore him up defensively. I know he wasn't a bad. Mm. He was. Not, he played for last season. He wasn't a terrible player, but he just sort of goes unnoticed a lot of the time. Um, I think he's never been one of those players like you think. Christ, what he's doing on the pitch. Maybe yeah. he gets a lot of stick from some Wolves players, but well, Wolves fans, sorry, but. The sort of players that expect every player to be playing like Zidane and Ronaldo. Yeah. And you think, you know, be a bit realistic. He's Conor Cody. Mm. For Christ's sake, pay two million for him. But I don't think he's ever put in... He's always been that sort of player. You'd give him a six out of ten, a seven out of ten. And especially yeah. when he was at right back as well. He was never sort of He was always horrendous. solid. And he's, he reminds me very much of Neil Embron. Very, yeah. very similar. Yeah, I'll give you that. Certain, certain bursts of games when he's superb, then he just mm. kind of fades away. Yeah. And he didn't really do anything. And the same when he was played. Well, he, he played every position apart from left back and in goal. Day, yeah. famously, um, and he, he'll do a job everywhere you want. But mm. he'd oh. never, he'd never have a full game where he was superb. I mean, yeah. the, f- the first ten minutes, a few passes he passed out for the throw-ins. At yeah. the start on Saturday's game, you're thinking, Christ, sake, Cody, what's going on? But then again, he sort of had a bad 20, 30 minutes, and then he sort of matured. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's so. the, that's been the difference as well. Being away. If they had been mm. at home, they would have been on his back straight. Yeah. The second time he made that same mistake, he would have been, he would have gone into his shell because yeah. the the boo boys would be back in force. Mm. But on Saturday, because there was, well, I remember we were more than half thousand of us there, one seven, I think, um, yeah. something like that. I mean, no one got on his back; they just let him get out, and he grew himself into the game and he sorted himself out. Personally, and I'm sure I'm like sort of mentioned it. I thought I have had a very strong game coming back. He seems to have matured. Seems to have. 
you know, overcome sort of some of the stuff that's probably holding him back for the last six to twelve months. That final third, he's going to gain to the sort of the line mm. and cutting in like Doty does on the other side. He hasn't really been doing a lot of that sort of first half of the season to yeah. let, and he'd always sort of come inside on about the halfway line rather than just Bob marauding down. Was it somewhat um, for Savile to come in at left back and I often at right back? Doherty was dropped and then eventually came on for the last two minutes to play up front, which is a bit of an odd thing to think about. Was it a bit harsh on Doherty? I know he didn't have a greatest game against Blues. Do you think it was just one of those where he's played so many needed, games, needed a rest. just come out for a game and yeah, go yeah. from there? I think he needed a little bit of rest, even if it was just half a game, 60, 70 minutes. He just needed that rest. He played every single game for C. Yeah, he... Yeah. Played, yeah, he Hadn't missed a game since December 2015. Yeah. Whether he's playing at right back or left back, which is, a, which, yeah, it's a good thing considering he's a defender, so he's liable for a booking. Yeah. He's and been he's sent in all off the good games as well, hasn't he? He played yeah. at Stoke, I think he played in the League Cup games earlier in the yeah. season. And he's what, well, 24, 25, yeah, something like not, that? Yeah, he's not very old. Mm. But he's, and he's played pretty much consistently. I mean, there was that thing about him when he made his debut in the Premier League. At Anfield, yeah, and then few first few years he was in and out of the team, but he has been there pretty all the whole time, yeah. the last three years. So you've got it. He's, he's he's, if some someone deserved a rest, it was him. Yeah, and then yeah. he was all right. Like he came back last night on the right. It was fine. Yeah, and I think I don't think there's been sort of any bad feelings regarding any of the players being no. dropped. But I do think he's a better left back than he is right. Yeah, back. yeah. I think yeah. it's getting to that stage now. I think he, he literally can't cross with his right foot. But he's so good at, again, getting to that line and cutting in on his mm. right hand side, just trying to get a shot off or playing the ball through. And he's so good at that. He's probably, I wouldn't say best in the league, but he's very good at it. Mm. But he cannot cross to save his life. So, mm. and when you're playing that right back, when you need the right back and the left back, essentially the modern wing back now, you've got to get up forward and pretty much you're playing yeah. with two wingers, aren't you, essentially? Uh, he seems almost a bit more comfortable going forward on the left hand side than he yeah. does on the right, which. He's a bit odd for He hasn't his... played right back for what? Well, this season. No, he's barely played. Yeah. So he's um, well, he hasn't, ba- he hasn't played there since Lambert took over, essentially, because yeah. Borfoot Jackson's been shunted out. Um, speaking of players being dropped or potentially dropped, we've had Bart, we've had Steers, we've had Doherty, we've had a lot of the cosy club, as they say. Is it time for Dave Edwards to come out of the team? On Saturday, I would have said yeah. I thought he was last really night. Good. He was mm. really, really good because he was he was playing where he's supposed to be fucking playing. Yeah. Number ten, not arsing around, trying to not playing in a free on the left hand side yeah. or whatever. Yes, but he was playing that number ten role, which he's very good at playing that, that number mm. ten role. So I don't know. I think Saturday, I think you'd need him. I think when you've got Costa and Caballero getting those balls in, cutting in the bar line, I think he's going to be there those late surge runs. Mm. So I think Saturday. Yeah, okay, you could play him. But I do get where he's coming from. Maybe he would need a rest. Because, I mean, he, yeah. he's someone who's... I can't remember the last time he didn't play a game, and I don't like the word undroppable or anything like that, and there's obviously a reason why he's in that team, um, and why Wolves often accommodate him as well. I suppose it's the, the sort of far off figure, isn't it, the role yeah. model? I mean, on Saturday, he was the only one that came over and sort of Try to interact with the fans. A few of us came over and applauded. But he came, he came he right, over came right over. And he, was like, he takes he, in 
by the looks of it, it was to the opposite side yeah. of me. Sort of, some were giving him some lip, and he was sort which, of saying like, you could say like he was going, "I'm trying, I'm trying, we're trying." Yeah, and then obviously Wolf runs his hell in the view setting. So you no, know, and a lot of things that actually that have kind of annoyed me as such in the last couple of days that Dave Edwards seems to do quite a lot of the press conferences. Yeah, and, you know he doesn't seem backwards in coming forwards about coming out and speaking to Tim Spears or other journalists. By the way, it's not just t- mm. I'm Tim Spears. Yeah, oh, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and it it does take. A level of kind of courage to do that. And well, he's, he's the oldest. He is. He is a father figure. Yeah. He's the oldest statesman of the team, and he's a pro, he's a proper captain. Not like mm. He's a proper captain. He takes it on the chin. He takes all the flack. He, he, you know, it's almost like he he's people, had it for the vast majority yeah. of his world's career. And that thing that came out earlier today about he's tackling. Well, yeah. Show. He for those who haven't seen it, Dave Edwards has apparently made more tackles than anyone else in the league. He's made 100 tackles um, so far this season. He doesn't quite have the most tackles per game, but because he's played, I think, about 200 more minutes than others, he's sort of just about yeah. on top. 100 tackles, now, 9 goals from midfield. One of the things that, yeah. You look at that stat, you think that's, that's brilliant? Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't think how many other central midfielders have, have scored 9 goals. I mean, mm. oh, we've probably got the two highest scoring midfielders. In a, t- in a team in the position we're in as yeah. well. I mean, uh, those two midfielders, Costa and Edwards, have scored over 20 goals between them. And it's just where we are. I mean, a lot of people give Dave Edwards some slack and there are a lot of people saying, well, if we did have him in the team, we'd probably be a little bit higher. And I could see where they're coming from, but there's, there's some very vital goals he's got. Yeah, and it's the whole thing, well, what else does he do? You don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's like saying, oh, well... What, what, does, does what, do? what does Price do? What does Price do? What does Say stay here on the halfway line on Saturday. Yeah. Or last night. And p- people are, people have brought him, he's the best thing ever. Price has been slated and ridiculed for not going forwards. And it's exactly the same situation because he's a fancy for a name and he's a much better player anyway. Uh, yeah. Let's just say that. But the, the same arguments people were slating Price for, they were mm. praising Sace. And it's the same, it's like saying a striker, if you don't score, then what do you contribute? None of our strikers score. Yeah. And Dave Edwards scores tackles. He does everything. He runs around. I mean, yeah, he's not very good a lot of the time. He's not very technical. He's not a technical player, but he contributes in his own way. And if he weren't here, we'd be in the relegation zone. Something I've been trying to articulate, and I don't think 140 characters are particularly long enough to do this about Dave Edwards. I think a lot of fans need to realise. Wolves aren't actually that good a team. <laughs> and no, that, that's what it comes down to. A lot no, of the stuff we're not in the that last... good of a team. We're not that big of a team anymore. No, and I, I remember having a conversation with someone saying, actually, Wolves fans, genuinely, there are a lot of fans who believe we should be a lower Prem team. That's where we belong, 16th in the Premier League. That's yeah. where people, a vast majority of Wolves fans, do believe. do believe that that's where we should be heading. We're actually, and in truth, we are a middle-ranked Championship team. Well, in, in my twenty, and our play and our players match that. Of course, and you know, a lot of us is about every player needs to be dropped because they're terrible. I'm not saying we don't have bad players, or we don't, but these players are in our team because they are flawed. Be, if they weren't, they wouldn't be at this club. It's sort of the thing with the, the younger players, isn't it? Like, mm. are we all pros, Ronan and Bright and things? And they are good young players. I don't know, but, Bright. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
But if at the end of the day, if they're any good, they probably. I know we've got this uh, A1 category, whatever it is, academy. But if they're any good, they would have signed for Man City. Yeah. They would have signed for Man United. I don't know if it's like with other fan base as well. If um, we're just sort of more aware of it because it being our own club. But the amount I cannot think of a single player who in that sort of team against I oh know Ipswich just got up in front of me, who I haven't seen get dogs abuse on Twitter. You know, you look at it. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Keeney, and you know, but he's a championship level goalie. He's gonna. He's not at that level. You've got both. Up, they're almost there's team Bodvars and team Dicko, depending on you know who scored. You know, we've got one who hasn't scored in seven months, and we've got one who scored <laughs> once in a year and a half. You know, when <laughs> you put it like that, yeah, actually, it, it, it is very much like that. Wolves at the moment, I, I know it's pro, it's half because we're not doing very well, and no one's played well in February. It was like when we was in the Premier League, what four, five, six years ago, we were massively overachieving when mm. you think about it. Considering, I mean, we done phenomenally well to win the league and win the league as we did, but like I say, we are mid-table Championship pushing playoffs, and we've always been that. I mean. I had my first season ticket ninety nine two thousand. Bear in mind, I was born in ninety four, and then we literally we we finished seventh, seventh, mm. eighth, seventh. Mm. We got to the playoffs. We we were literally the one oh two season. I think we Albion pipped us. We lost against yeah. Muscat three to against Grimsby. Then mm. we won the playoffs, and then literally when we came down from the Premier League, it was seventh, eighth, seventh, eighth, seventh, something like that. And then mm. we got Mick McCarthy came in, done what phenomenally fifth? well. Then we won the league yeah. the season after. Good seventh one. Yeah. yeah. So actually, we. Yeah. I know. So with Edwards in particular, because he has some very clear fundamental flaws to his game. He's not particularly gifted. He will do one thing, which well, a couple of things. One, he will run around for a cause, and he'll cover as much ground as he can to make up for the fact he is technically very deficient. But he'll try and get on the end of things and make something happen in the final third. Because actually that's, at the end of the day, where the chances lie. Yeah, and he'll be the first to say all this as well. Yeah. About himself. You know, I mean, we did we did an interview with him last season. Um, and one of the things he said, which was pretty cool, um, he was talking about football manager. And he says he gets ripped from his mates all the time. Because his highest thing on uh, football manager is work rate. It's not any of the actual skills. <laughs> it's work right. Yeah, and you're like, okay, yeah. And, you know, he, he's probably more aware of it than anyone else. And I know the amount of abuse he gets, I can appreciate it on a certain level that he has been stinking the last six weeks. Well, since pre- since the Barnsley game, hasn't it? Since yeah. that Barnsley game when he scored the two, literally was a second away from his hat trick. Yeah, he has been poor, but which other players haven't? Dicko hasn't mm, been. Yeah. Bod Varson's been poor. Dicko's been. Costa's been atrocious. Costa's been awful. I know he's sort of. He's been ganged up on. Yeah. Every single player. Price. Price has been. Price has had the worst way in his Wolves career in February. Hands yeah. down. But Price gets yeah. away with a hell of a lot. You try and look I for think it. Price could get away with murder. <laughs> well, he's. He does what he does, though, and yeah. when he's asked to do anything else, he can't do it. Yeah. And that's, that's what he is. If he, that's why he worked last night because yeah. he did what he had to do mm. and let's say to do everything else and then you had Edwards doing running around it worked perfectly yeah. last night yeah. and that's how it should be and we kept a clean sheet which we haven't obviously done in <laughs> months literally you know you, you're looking at 
championship goal scorers from midfield, wingers pretty much play up front these days. So, especially you, when a lot of teams play four three three, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So, so actually, you've got someone like Tommins who will play anywhere across that sort of front three, I guess. But he is very much that kind of level attacking player. Um, you've got Kashunga. Right, thinking from Huddersfield. But he's pretty much a striker. He's pretty much he? a striker. Someone like Forestieri, he's an attacking he player. Anyway, doesn't he? Then you've got Dave Edwards on nine goals and Jackson Irvine of Burton on nine goals. And you know, in theory, he's the highest scoring attacking midfielder in the league. If he wasn't here, we'd be we'd be he's someone crying out for oh, we need to sign him. Mm. We need to sign him, like everyone's talking about Forestieri, for whatever he is a little bit of an arse. Yeah. He's a quality player. You need some, you need that you can't, mentality the only thing, to win. Mm. The thing is, when he's not when he's not, not in the team, you notice him more than when he is. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I watched an Oasis documentary, the Supersonic, last night on the way to the game. Mm. Superb, by the way. Two hours. I haven't actually seen it yet. Yeah, it's yeah. class. Um, but it's all like audio interviews. There's no oh, actual right. video footage. It's yeah. like, Put the audio is put over like mm. archive footage and little drawings and stuff. It's pretty cool. But it's not. Yeah, but, but Noel was saying that he said we'll be the first to admit that we're not the best. We're not even the best um, musicians in the country. Yeah. No, not even the best musicians in the band. Yeah. But together we work, and that's the same with Edwards. When he's not there, you notice it. He's not the best player at the club by a long stretch of the imagination. But, but there's a reason it, why. He's there's there. a reason he's there, and there's a reason why seven managers have picked him. Yeah, it's because he's got character. Yeah. Always an arse licker. <laughs> One or the other. Who knows? Um, we've pretty much covered most of the Ipswich game, but it was a nil-nil. It ended a lot of winless, uh, losing streak. It was there for the taking. It was three It was three points lost more than one yeah. point gained. You know, it wasn't even a two-point drops. Uh, it was really frustrating because you thought, first half was... Dead. It was awful. First half was one of the worst games of football I've seen. For you a might as well have not been there. Like if you'd have paid your first ticket, you well, might as well have paid. What did I? What did I go and do in the end? I went to go and have a piss because I needed something to do. <laughs> Three minutes <laughs> left, and I come back, and that was just before um, when Doherty slipped, and they actually mm. had a, a bit of a chance. But that was the only thing that happened in the first half. It yeah. was just it was shocking. And then you had a few chances. Spodvars and he, I mean, I've seen a lot of people now before Cavaleros came back, sort of saying. Bod Larson playing the right wing because a lot of the time when we're he attacking, drifts out through he's, right. he's drifting on the right and mm. he's cutting in and he's very good at cutting in getting to that ball line and sort of playing the ball there and we're very good at that that's the sort of mentality and style we play we run down the wings cutting pass to normally where Edward should be but he's not because he's normally playing in defensive midfield now and there's nobody there we, we're doing that we've done that Saturday quite a lot especially with Iorfa and we're doing it a lot last night and then there's the one chance Bod Varsen at where he's pretty much smashed it at the keeper. It's been ricocheted off the post, hit the keeper and gone out. And there was a one just before that, wasn't it? Mm. When he sh- David was just crying out, nobody on him, and he's passed it straight at the goalkeeper. Yeah. And then you think those two chances could have won him the game. Yeah, I mean, you think with that as well, you think, because Marshall, we don't even know where Marshall's best, play, best position mm. is yet. I think he... he Marshall is pretty much exactly the same, but nobody knew where Bird could play. It was the, is he right back? Is he right wing? Or was playing on the left wing? And then he he scored that goal against Leeds on the left wing, I think. And then he was like, but I want to play number ten. So I think <laughs> it's yeah. And then Marshall said he likes to play number ten as well. So yeah. I mean, you, you could. I mean, Costa 
when he when he did come on, they were terrified of him. They were yeah. absolutely terrified. Yeah, say that was something we did mention that on the bench we almost had a somewhat dream team in attacking options, which we don't really have. But Costa Cavalero is now back from injury in the squad, and Dicko on the bench. And um, he he got them to warm up about what fifty five minutes. They were warming up for over half an hour. And then we said, when they're going to come on? And I said, what, what did I say? I said, 80 minutes. And you said 69, didn't you? Yeah. Just, just 69, just to be kinky. <laughs> and then, yeah, literally, they were standing, we were in the corner, and I was in the opposite corner flag, and then, literally, we were, we were getting excited when one of them moved, because they were literally just standing there talking. And we had the theory that they'd gone to stand up as far as <laughs> so away, away from yeah. <laughs> so they don't have to come on the pitch. And literally... I don't think Caballero moved and then Costa done a few kicks and we were counting up there's one, two, three. Yeah. But yeah, and then we were thinking the game was crying out for just just one of those and then when like you said when Costa came on, they were frightened of him. And you think the frustrating thing was you saw from the lineup, he went for the draw. He played for the draw. Oh he played, yeah. And he he went for the draw and he got the draw so you know, in his eyes, that was probably a win. But you can but see it after 20 minutes. They were there for the taking, and it was mm. so frustrating because if he'd have brought Costa and Cavalera on, we'd have got the one, we'd have got the win. Yeah, they would have caused that trouble. And even he could have brought Dicko on, just a bit of pace. That's yeah, it, all just that like, it, and you know, I think that's something that I've found out annoying in sort of a few recent weeks is we don't potentially change the striker quick enough in a game that actually we, you know, that game probably sounds a bit Bob Varson. Worked his socks off, yeah. had a couple of chances, didn't fall for him, but I'm guessing he made himself known between Chambers, Berra and Smith at the back. After 60, 70 minutes, bring on a, bring on a different striker. Well, yeah, they something. changed Tommy Smith went off, didn't they? And he, yeah. he brought mm. somebody else on, so he changed the defence up. But it was, it was so frustrating, and every Wolf fan could sense it, and even the players could probably sense it as well. But Lambert, he was just oblivious to it. And then he brings Costa on with, what, 10 minutes to go? And the da- the game's gone by then. Mm. I mean, he comes on about eighty three minutes, and then the game's gone by then. He's not going in what nine minutes. We had it. Yeah, we, we won the free kick, which we only scored from. Yeah. Because of Costa scaring him, mm. and you just think, what's going through his head? I mean, he's, he's clearly got troubles. The man. <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's got all there. He's de- he was definitely sort of just what he wanted to end this losing streak, but he didn't want it to be a win in a way. It was almost like. I suppose he saw from if we get four points from this game and Rotherham, and Rotherham it's fine. But if we don't beat Rotherham now, or even if we go down by two points now, that's a game. Yeah, and he's done that mm. because he bottled it. You know, it's one of those where we will. We will. I think we will definitely look back at that game and you think <laughs> you should have brought Costron at least twenty minutes earlier, and especially Cav- why, I don't Cav- why have Cavallaro on the bench? I mean, he hasn't played in six weeks, so. Question marks over fitness, but if what? he's fit enough for the bench, exactly. Give him twenty minutes. It's nil nil. He's hardly going to be limping around the place, is he? And, and they weren't going to crock him. They did. They did nothing at all. They weren't going to uh, the usual mix mick way of doing things. They didn't do that. They weren't yeah. going to go into jump into tackles. They were bored, and the yeah. crowd were bored. We was just, we were. When yeah. We came to the realization that he'd never see Warship down, which is a fallacy. It's shocking. But that's how bad the first half was. I um, love the idea that that's how the subjects can't go just in, within a game. But, um, well, that's the thing, because it came to mind about rabbits in the headlights and all this mm. stuff. And then I thought, oh, rabbits, watch you down. And then, yeah, you got and then, bright eyes. 
and all the, the usual stuff. I don't know why you asked me anyway, because obviously I'm looking at Yeah, but it's a kid's film now. That might be the, the gap that we can kind of get into with the film thing. What, kids' films? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was what just... Was your... Changing subjects, as we often do, that's kind of, the film's kind of ruined for me, because in my GCSEs, that, the texture was from Watership Down. What is it? What do you mean? The texture? The book, isn't it, as well? Oh okay. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't the script. No, like, uh, it, yeah. What is it about? It's about rabbits. It's an animated rabbit. That film. is literally all you need to know about it. Is it? Yeah. 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 It'll be spoiling it if you know any more. I don't like rabbits. Last time I held, <laughs> last time I, last time I held one, I got what? a cold from it. So what about you got you got rabbit flu? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's your favourite rabbit-related film? Because you've got any sort of Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, Space Jam as well, haven't we? Oh, it's got to be Space Who framed Roger Rabbit as well? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I, space I feel a Twitter poll coming along here. Yeah. Oh, it's Space Jam. Yeah. God. Who framed Ro- You've not seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. have you? Obviously when I was a kid. Yeah. You, if you watch that film now, it's a completely different thing altogether. Nah, Space Jam. No, I can watch Space Jam. I'm going to watch Space Jam, you know. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Space Jam for about 15 years. I think you said you haven't what? seen it. No. I was going to say, like, that, that is not the stew I know. No, no, <laughs> I saw Space Jam at, at um, the Lighthouse. Yeah. Screen 2. When I also saw Jurassic Park. Yeah. What are the rumours about Space Jam 2? There's been the rumours. Really, yeah. There's rumours it's going to be LeBron, isn't it? Yeah. Now, this happens every, every five years when you get a new... Yeah. <laughs> new basketball it, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a... Uh, Steph Curry, isn't it? So, <laughs> and then like the um, what was it? Is it Nolding, Lolding, the um, British guy? Oh yeah, yeah. When he, he was saying, "Oh, we could have space shunting with in Britain," you can't, though, can you? No. What <sighs> Yeah, but yeah. Cody was un- unfortunate to be dropped. Yeah, again, like. Go, yeah, I'm just, just trying to think of where we could go drag that back. So, cheers. Yeah, Cody, I think potentially resting for Saturday. I can't see. I can't see Sace being dropped again. Well, well I don't know. No? Yeah, you, you just never know, do you? I mean, it's been like, the best two. I was going to say. Let, let me rephrase that. He will probably drop. He doesn't deserve to be dropped after the last two performances. But he probably will. But. But yeah. my mom, I text my mom the um, the thing because when he came up on Twitter and I showed mm-hmm. it around the table and we just just like we just yeah. shock and awe again. Thinking, what what is he doing? And she said, oh, he's just like he's just picking numbers out of a hat. Oh, it's like selection I bingo. When, when Jackie was, he's got like a Tom Bowler machine and he's spinning it round. Yeah, right. And it was starting in goal. Right, uh, it's Keenan. Okay. So he's, he's got he's got two names in there, yeah. of which I reckon from both are Keenan. Point like, <laughs> oh, okay. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like is it number one or number two? It's always number one. <laughs> and then he, he puts the defenders in. Here we go. I'm almost surprised the last, well, two games with Savile being uh, left back. And he's not been terrible. In fact, he hasn't potentially put Hawes out there. Because mm. that would have kind of... That's how essentially he broke through the team, wasn't it? Because yeah. he would have played him at left back. You know, I don't know board. if it's Hawes sort of pushing, saying, no, I'm playing the centre-back. That's my position. I mean, yeah. he looks fantastic next to Williamson. Yeah. It looks like a really good blossoming partnership. Yeah. But Williamson, I don't get Williamson. Like, his contract's up at the end of the season. With how sort of sporadic it's been, like, he's injured, plays again, mm. gets injured again. And then he's got his chance and then he gives away two stupid yellow cards and then gets sent off. You think, is he worth, really worthy 
game of the contract but, at the end of the season. Uh, I said that a bit on Saturday. You wouldn't, he wouldn't have played last night anyway. There's no, no way he would have played Williamson. No, he was never going. He was never going to play two games. In yeah, two so days. he's almost sort of thinking, well, oh, sorry, I'll take a yellow. Yeah. I mean, in that he's he's took a he's took a red card for the team in a way. Yeah. Because he obviously, I mean, we all know that he wouldn't have played last night. Yeah. Because Captain Marvel was back. Oh, he was. He was absolutely. Was it? You know, it feels harsh when I say classic Bart, but he was worse than ever because. What was I saying to you? I was saying there's no communication, and the amount of times. Him and House and Akeem went up for the ball. Are you thinking there was no communication in that mm. team at all? Nobody is talking to each other. Yeah, and, and, and it was so with bizarre. the midfield as well. Like Price and Sace would come in there, and he, on Saturday, Sace, Williamson, sensible people. They, they almost played as a partnership, yeah. which yeah. was almost amazing in a way to have like two players sort of in different transitions on the pitch. They looked like every time the Williamson's got ahead. Was like, right, where's Sace? We can get. The ball. Why wouldn't you pass to him? Because he's the one who's always in space. Again, if Sace was in trouble, he'd be like, right, I'll pass it to Williamson because he knows what to do with it. Yeah. And it was like last night. There was some of his headers. It was like he just stepped off the set of Lego Batman movie. It was just. It was like his head was, was just anywhere. It yeah. was just chiselled. It's like he's, he's made of squares. It was stupid. So every time he had a set piece or a corner, like the way he <laughs> threw himself, like he wasn't going in for the header. It was sort of like. Diving in, like <laughs> diving throwing, yeah. throwing himself, and you thinking, and there's a few times he's threw himself into the into a player, and the referee just gives it a free kick to Ipswich, and you're thinking, what goes through his head? Like just gonna think, it's like I'm oh, playing football, playing football, <laughs> like, oh, I'm running around like a little bit, like, football, football. He said, yeah, he was awful. You know, he wants to get dirty. Yeah, I mean, there, there was just no communication there last night, and it was just so frustrating that nobody was talking to each other and. He just he just puts an element of fear into that defence, mm. and it, it's quite scary that he's club captain and he was rewarded a four year contract. Mm. And, and it's just yeah, it's oh, I don't know. It's and it bleeds into everyone as well because you saw his name and you know what's going to happen. So the yeah. fans are already on edge when the ball's coming back because you think, oh no, what is going to happen? It's only going one way. Yeah, it's going. He's going to let it bounce or it'll bounce over mm. him or he'll head it up in straight up in the air or just hoof it out of play. But. <laughs> When when you've it's it's like when you you have go, a gourmet meal on Saturday and then you have a dodgy Mr yeah. Sizzle on on the last night yeah. from the nineties it's still there and they're like oh, it's gone all rubbery he was just he just can't, <laughs> he just can't be in the team yeah. he, he he can't play on Saturday now even if he's against Rotherham and they are shit they are absolutely abysmal he's got to, he's got to bring Williamson back in the house he's got to do that sl- nicely moves us on to our game of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So I thought we'd done this before. Yeah, I know. Cheers, cheers guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so on Saturday, Wolves will be playing Rotherham. Potentially the only team shit of the Wolves. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only way. They are 24th in the league. They've got 17 points all season out of 36 games. They are 19 points beneath Wolves and off the drop zone. They've now lost five in a row. Five in a row. Haven't won since Boxing Day. Rotherham have worst away form in the league. Wolves have worst home form in the league. This is the very definition of a stoppable force meeting a movable object. That's the only <laughs> way I can see it. typical Wolves, isn't it? We grant them their first point. Or we grant them their first, first win. win. Yeah. It's typical like, Wolves. That's so Wolves, as Andy was saying. But it can't even be so Wolves because they are so bad. Like, honestly, 
They're the worst team in this league for a long, long time. Yeah. They're all, they're almost as bad as that Derby team were in the Premier League. Yeah. And they got 11. They're almost as bad as that Rotherham team from about 05-06. They are... I mean, I can't feel sorry for them in a way. I, mean, because... I do like Rotherham. They're, all, they're all quite an enjoyable team. Like They're a likeable team. Mm. But they're just sort of... That yo-yo team, they're not good it's enough like for the Peterborough, isn't it? But they're, good, they're too good yeah. for the one sort of thing. It's mm. just... I mean, it shows what Warner did from last year to keep him up. Yeah, and, but they're just they're just not good Look, enough. The whole club's in disarray. You yeah. can, you know, it's it's a sorry one to see. I think, um, but we need three points. We are. This is I our don't biggest think, game of the season. Yeah. If this we do not win, season. he has to go. He has to be sacked from gross negligence because if it's not acceptable, you, you, we almost. It's not even. It's yeah. not even remotely possible to keep his job after not beating them. It's, no, it's not, it, like I say, he's set out with a game plan to get four points from these two games. And yeah. if he doesn't mm-hmm. get four points, I, I agree with you, he's got to go. But the thing is, is it too late? I don't even well, care. Because he, he's, it'll be too toxic after that. Because not beating Rotherham at home, who are so bad, what's going to happen then? We've got, what, four, five home games left? Yeah. I agree Against, with that. Well, Andy it. said in the group chat the other day, this, if we don't beat them, that'll turn like Burnley away. Burnley at home, yeah. a few years ago, we're not relegated. It will turn nasty. Mm. You could get, nasty. You could just get throw the money at it and just get Rowit. I mean, we say Rowit because that's the obvious one, but mm-hmm. just someone till the end of the season. Because if we lose against them, it's going to be toxic for the rest of the season and we don't. Can you imagine? It's nil-nil, the 89th minute. Everyone's on... Everyone's on the back of the team, the manager, the club. Dave Edwards pops up with the winner. <laughs> Honestly, you couldn't write it. I'm I'd, like, I'd like Sainz to score. I'd always like Sainz to score because I'd imagine what his celebration would be. I just reckon he wouldn't celebrate. I don't, yeah. yeah I reckon I he'd just turn around and walk off. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. But team for Saturday, would you almost go for, I just don't know, I mean, it's Akimi in goal. I think, then it's, be, I think it's genuinely quite a difficult one, actually. I think I'd have to go Iorfa, Doherty, Williamson, House, mm. Sison, Price, Edwards, Costley, Cavalero, and I'd probably say Dicko. Yeah, because there's Just no, the pace, point, the pace there's no point hitting it up in the air because however bad they are, they're that's gonna, all they've got. That's yeah. all they've got. They're big, strong, they're the back. well, they're not that strong, but <laughs> there's no point doing that. You've got to be mm. a bit intricate with it and... What I said about Williamson, thinking about Brentford, is it worth Stearman? When Stearman played with House yeah. at Liverpool, they were they were in events together as well. Yeah. And I do agree with that. Like, you're almost Brentford's thinking, a massive game. yeah, you yeah. almost think save Williamson for Brentford on Tuesday, put Stearman in for um, mm. for Saturday. But we all know that Danny Bass not going to hit the team again there. Yeah. <laughs> but although he's dropped him once, I was going to say, I... but he's kept a clean sheet now, so he's got that. Yeah. Up. It's almost like the, uh, the sample the scored against Derby yeah. situation. I think the only change I'd potentially make is I'd probably put Cody in for Price. Chiefly because Cody has got a little bit more of an attacking impetus. And yeah. I'm not saying we need to go 4 4 2 or anything like that, but we're against the worst team in the league at home. We need to have some level of attacking output. You know, I'm not saying you know we can be you can be attacking without two up front. But there's no point playing sort of two very much sitting midfielders who are who are just going to hug the halfway line. I think that's why I'd be tempted to well not tempted I would have um, Doherty at left back 
because he goes forward. Yeah. I offer it right back because he goes forward. Then you got Costa Cavallero, who yeah. are excellent forward. <laughs> record signings. Yeah. You could almost play without. A st- we could play Dave Edwards as a false nine. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's for play true. Cody at number ten. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Rotherham. Mm. It's Rotherham at home, who you, are awful. If you, if you use Dave Edwards on a football manager, you put him as a shadow striker. <laughs> job. Immense. There's late runs into the box every time he's on the end of it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Predictions for Saturday then, guys? <laughs> I'm going to say, a very. it's going to be a repeat of Wigan. And we're going to, I think, Rotherham will get, will give away two very sloppy goals. And then we'll work our balls off to get off one back. And it'll just turn toxic afterwards. I'm going to say two on Rotherham. I think uh, that's 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 what good. It's painted for pitch. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I like about gut it. Gut instinct and fear. Yeah, that's so so bad that I think that's even what your memoirs are called. Yeah. Even <laughs> we <and> fear. <laughs> even we should be able to get at least two against. Uh, it's two 0 just because it has to be. It, it just. I'm, I can't believe this is our biggest game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I said to you at the start of the season, right? That's the one game around this time as well. Oh, it's going to be the like, biggest game. You think when we signed, like we've just signed Costa and well, we've just had Cavalera of seven million. I think oh, it's got to be like Brighton, hasn't it? Like Brighton at home. <laughs> when we've got Brighton, it's got to be that. Like Rotherham at home. I'm going to go for three-one Wolves, with it being one of those where we go two-one up. And it's going to get awfully scrappy <laughs> for that last sort of 10 minutes. People are going to start to panic. And then we get one on the breakaway. And we're like, what's there to worry about? Like the game and, yeah. yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm pinning my hopes on. But it's, I don't think it's going to be an enjoyable game Saturday. Do you? Yeah. It's not good. I'm not looking forward to it at all. The only thing I've been looking forward to is I've got a 60th birthday party on Saturday night. So it, it's Stephen. Happy birthday, Steve Willis, who's an Albion fan. So okay. if this goes badly, badly wrong, I can't even take the piss out of him. I've got to respond because it's his birthday. Oh, no. Before we end the show, let's just cover Twitter <laughs> corner. I'm, I'm just going to quickly move on. Um, first one from Average Yam Yam. Best weather spoons in Britain. Oh, one in Colchester. That's a very good one. So it's an old theatre, and basically all the tables are on on the stage and oh, then the right. seats at the top they've still kept and then they've got like mannequins and doubles and everything there's one like that in Berry as well yeah. um, I think it's oh, it's, a, it's the same it's Lloyd the picture house in Berry yeah. by the bus station that's the same they've got yeah. all mannequins at the top yeah. um, I think is quite nice that's an old theatre as well yeah although round here Blockswitch the showman hmm. that place is superb it's in blocks, which is a bad thing. I forgot you were for Witherspoons, did you? We said this last night. <laughs> we were talking about the new Witherspoon table app. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, only on iPhone, though. Android don't work yet. Yeah, you have to. You can order your beer and food to your table, and you get priority other people at the bar. I'm not sure I like that. I mean, I'm not particularly fussed about human interaction, but at least a little minimal amount. It's almost it's almost so bourgeois that for people who spent an extra five to sit in a cage last night. Yeah, fair. No need, people. No need. No need for it. <laughs> I'll say box which went here. Um, Berry, because that one that was really nice. Yeah, Berry, you're going Colchester. Yeah. One in Norwich is quite nice as well. Which one? The one in the in that kind of that one with the stairs. No complex. Yeah, place, that's yeah. that's all right. It's good mm. nice. I like the one on. I mean, it's more location wise, but it was a nice one on Cardiff Bay. Yeah, um, that's quite up into that one. Yeah, that's quite nice. well, it's, it's just on the bay, so it's quite good. 
Um, next one. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Andy Johnson. Now Arsenal have taken our European record for heaviest aggregate defeat. What record are we most likely to lose next? <laughs> what have we got? Well, we can't. Um, the only one we need to keep forever is the four league record. Yeah, I was going to say, who's going to top us? No one can ever beat that again. What, though, we've won every single league? Yeah. I mean, no one can do that. Well, we're the first, so that, that's forever. Yeah. Ours. Um, don't know what else. I don't think anybody else is going to yeah. close, are they? No. Because nobody else is going to win the Premier League again. Really. <laughs> In the next God knows how many years. Well, oh, hang on. Leicester? Oh, no. Leicester won League One, didn't they? they yeah. Won mm. Championship. But would they, I don't think they would have been. They were older, they were older Leicester. They're about our age. But I don't think they've ever won. I don't think they've ever dropped to the fourth division. Mm. No. So, yeah, we're safe. And we've won the Johnson's Paint Trophy and the FA Cup and League Cup, haven't we? Yeah. And the Community Shield. So we've pretty much won everything. Mm. Yeah, and I think we, our records are our records. No, yeah. They can't take <laughs> any more from us. I know we should. Um, next one we've got is from Fancastian Rob Fletcher. What dinosaur would you be and why? Oh. You know what? I should I have probably to... given a bit of actual time for this one because I can feel it's going right. Okay. I watched um, Jurassic Park 3D a couple of weeks ago because mm. I, ne- I ne- when it came out in 3D remastered a couple of years ago in the cinemas, I was ill and I, my brother went and it was limited release, right? so I never got a chance to watch it. Mm. It's like watching it for the first time all over again. It's incredible. But so we watched The Lost World last week. Yeah. I always got quite partial for a Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus, yeah. I was, I liked Stegosaurus growing up. Harmless, but they've got the tail. Yeah, it's a dangerous. Yeah. It's like the mohawk. Yeah, it's almost like a punk, I punk when, dinosaur. Yeah, because I remember when I was growing up, and this probably kind of dates me quite well, is that the mohawk was in fashion at that <laughs> point. So actually, it was like a dinosaur that resembled that. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I can get on board with that. In that no one likes that <laughs> spitty thing. No. Of course they don't. Well, apparently that's not even real. The things around that there was just flappy skin, and he did come up, but he didn't spit anything. So Mm. he was, you could say that was Ingen's fault. But your turn. (laughs) What's that massive, the massive one, the herbivore? Brontosaurus. Yeah, Yeah, that one. One with the long neck. Yeah. Why? That's that one. Just because it's a reply to this one, Drew Gentry's answer for this was, we all know that it would be a Velcostoraptor. <laughs> I can't, it, it just about works, wrote down. Velcostoraptor. Yeah. Um, Drew's actually also gone for, and you know, considering the show's gone for an hour and ten now, we, ha- we had the money, the talent, and the promising, but now we're relegation scrapped. Did we overestimate our skill or underestimate our foe? Um, I think we underestimated the fact that we'd have Paul Lambert in charge. <laughs> I think, I think, I don't think either's true, really. I think we had the players to be comfortably in table around January, and it's all mm. gone badly wrong since I think then. Nobody expected anything this season. Yeah, and we thought said, I would said top half. Season. And I think the people getting carried away saying we we're going to win the league we were idiots. Because um, that was never going to happen. Especially with mean, Newcastle and Brighton. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was always going to be a building season. They, they they always said that themselves when they came out, took over, and said, "Yeah, we we got we're here for the long term. We want to get there as soon as possible." But we know what it is. You're going to think mid table would have been best. 
it's massive underachievement. That's all it is. The players, are, the players are, the players that we have are good enough for mid table. Mm. A lot of the players are not good enough for mid table, but a starting eleven is, is yeah. and it's the management. That's all it is. No, completely agree. Last one we'll leave it on from uh, WWFC Jake, or from just Jake to his mates. <laughs> um, I never understood why you read it, but not the point. Sorry, mate. Um, if you could sign any previous striker for Wolves during their prime, excluding Ball, who would it be? <sighs> what are the what are the parameters in this for this team now? Yeah, I'm I'm in, thinking in their team that because Steve Sturridge is a good one. Oh. Actually, you you need a Blake next to him, don't you? We don't have that. All night, sick blood. Boy, what's that? Adi boy. Because yeah. he's such a, um, he was just a massive um, presence. Yeah, he's he so, he so so pestilential, or he was just so in the way. Hey, well, pestilential is that word of the week? I, think well, I don't know where that's coming from. I don't, I don't know. Either. That's what well, he was. He was everywhere. Mm. You know, he was everywhere. He was, he was like a, he was a battering ram. Yeah, he scored sixteen goals that year, mm. and then he was sold. We sold him and made a profit. But that year he was he was unplayable. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't. He, he had no real talent, but he could score. That's all in this team. Adiakin Boy that year would be superb. Yeah, I think he's sort of, sort of player we could do with. I'll give you that. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's definitely Boy. He's my favourite when I was growing up. Yeah, right. A force. Michael Branch. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's probably. Well, like, do you remember going against Forest? Do you remember that one? Yeah. I think that that everyone is on a, <laughs> anyone on a rocky road. <laughs> probably should have a podcast on that note, I reckon, shouldn't we? We were talking about the nose candy and his arrests. Yeah, probably should. <laughs> um, Brentford. Brentford. Tuesday. Yeah, we've got Brentford Tuesday, haven't we? I was hoping we were just going to fly past and have yeah, yeah, might win, might lose. Yeah, yeah, might win, might lose. No walls. Probably lose. Probably lose, but yeah. You guys will be there, I guess. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, are you in the hardcore, you in the seats? No, I'm standing. Yeah, <laughs> I had seats because I was going with my uncle um, mm. and he could barely walk um, so I said I'll go up then but he's at a funeral mm. now so I'm going to come and slow me downstairs with Riff Raff yeah the white boys <laughs> oh god that's going to catch up yeah okay so I think that's the end of this week's show we've been recording for now 14 it's fine it's fine um so it's goodbye from I don't know which one I'll go for first, Stu. Sure. And it's goodbye from Alex. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye.